I love God because he listened to me, listened as I begged for mercy. He listened so intently as I laid out my case before him. Death stared me in the face. Hell was hard on my heels. Up against it, I didn't know which way to turn. Then I called out to God for help. Please, God, I cried out, save my life. God is gracious. It is he who makes things right, our most compassionate God. God takes the side of the helpless. When I was at the end of my rope, he saved me. Hmm. I think that is hmm. one of my, I mean, this is, this is a verse I constantly return to from the message version of Psalms hmm. where, I mean, if I am at my lowest, that's the verse I turn to right there hmm. because, well, like we said in the last Whiskey Wednesday episode, um, it's, it's, it's such a good reminder. It's such a grace that that there is something we can submit to other than ourselves. That there yeah. is a God out there that is higher than us, and that we can lean on and trust. And well, if you're gonna have uh, something higher than you, well, hopefully that thing that is higher than you is is good and gracious and compassionate. And when you need help, that God is on your side. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a God that is worth pondering and contemplating and doing a podcast where we drink alcohol and, and talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that's the mind blowing side of it, of it all is, <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said. It's like, it is, it doesn't make sense that, you know, with everything that, that we have done even then when we're still crying to him for help he's there for, to help us he's there to listen to us and this is a guy with way more important things to do you know <laughs> <laughs> got the whole universe to be running man. right and i think that's that's what's incredible about it too it's like we have such access to the god of the universe and yet when I'm like, oh, no, someone hit me with their car. <laughs> and I'm really upset. If I if I cry out to God, even in that suffering, like, God, help me to work through this and process this and, you know, whatever it is. It could be something more serious than that. Even <laughs> He's there to listen and help me and guide me through that situation as well. Yeah. And like even in these six verses, I mean, there's so many strong like theological themes just being laid out about who God is. Yeah. Like, uh, it is He who makes things right. I mean, that's something mm. we could sit with. Yeah. God takes the side of the helpless. I mean, that's that's something about the character of God that is. I mean, that is so 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 obvious in the person of jesus hmm. but it, it's also something i feel like we just brush over hmm. which is what which is why like the, uh, I, I was reading the uh, i was reading a book this this morning from one of my old professors of mine um what's that book called um surprised by god by chris green fantastic book short little contemplative theological book and one of the things he said he was writing about was this idea of uh, I'm going to butcher it, so apologies, <laughs> but basically how when we turn our eyes away from the world in 
and turn our eyes to God, God directs our eyes back to the world. Mm. Because God is a God that takes the side of the helpless. So yeah. when we turn our attention, and this is something you've been harping on the past few weeks about, yeah. you know, loving God first, right? Yeah. If we don't first put our eyes toward God, then we won't see the world clearly. Mm-hmm. Is when we look at God and God directs us toward the world is when we have hit God's sight to know, to see the helpless and to see those. I mean, this is what, what Jesus is laying out in the Beatitudes and mm-hmm. and how he lived his life is he is constantly on the side of those who have been put down, marginalized, um, not given a chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, I'll harp on it more too, because I think that's, I think it's so important. It's the idea that what you're laying out is that if we want to love those people effectively, if we want to love them really well, we need to love God first and most, and that allows us to love them well. And yeah, when we look at when we look at Jesus, that's a great example of that. Someone who cared more about saving someone's soul than he did about their financial situation or their their social status he cared more about the faith that they had the the heart that they had than he cared about those things at the extent of his own social status <laughs> or the expense of that and i think that's yeah that i mean it goes to that it goes through that whole thing of you know how how often did we see do we see someone say they want to follow Jesus? And he said, sure, go and sell everything you have. <laughs> or how often do you say, sure? And the guy's like, oh, well, can I go and bury my my parent? And he's like, nah, you got to follow me. <laughs> like, Let the dead bury their own dead. And it's like those things, there's a lot inside there to go into. But it's the idea that you need to, you need to love God and follow him first. And that way you, then you can see through the eyes of him how to love other people well. And it, it's it's the it's one of the biggest sacrifices, but it's also one of the biggest rewards. Um, and one of the best ways we can love others is by obeying Christ first. And in the weird conundrum, <laughs> obeying Him is loving others. Yeah, well, that's the thing is is you can't love others well unless you first love God. Hmm. But you also can't love God very well unless you love others, which is that's that's the point Chris Green was trying to make was yeah, um, is it is it pushes God when we direct our love toward God, He pushes us toward others, mm-hmm. He pushes us toward, and so I mean it's you're you're uh, you're swimming past all the the dogma of religion and and mm-hmm. we're getting into you know what James is talking about with good religion. Mm-hmm. And true religion. And another thing Green said was true religion implies there's bad religion. Yeah. Bad religion focuses on on quote unquote loving God by living out a, a pious life, but it's full of neglect for neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so you haven't you haven't you haven't fully encountered God, you haven't fully encountered Christ, and you haven't opened yourself up to love God unless that love does direct you toward your neighbor. Yeah. And we're not talking about the neighbor in the abstract. We're talking about your neighbor, your neighbor, mm. neighbor, the one you can see. I think uh, this is a bigger topic. Yeah. Uh, too often we use this idea of 
love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. Who's my neighbor? Mm. Right? We never ask, mm-hmm. when, when do we ask the question, who is actually my neighbor? We get into this, we, yeah. we abstract them so far as to they don't even, we don't actually, they don't actually exist. They exist in theory and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next time you're driving down the road and you see a homeless person, look at them and say, that is my neighbor. Yeah. How do I love this person? Next time you see somebody in need, say, look them in the eye and say, that's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And also, Jesus is in that neighbor. That's what Jesus says. Is whenever you do it for them, you do it for me. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing I, I try to try to harp on and try to, to live out in my own life. is, And I think this would save us a lot from our savior complexes that we've all built up. Is if we would realize that we're not supposed to go and be Christ to other people. We're supposed to go and find Christ in them and treat them as if they're Christ. They have Christ in them. Let's go find Christ there. Because that's what Jesus said. You have to explain that. That, one, that, that might be. Yeah, no. Oh, I, I feel like I'm that just, one's a... I'm just, I'm yeah. just, I'm I agree with the, the I agree with, the, I agree with of... part of the premise. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just I'm I'm following the implications of the scripture that talks about whatever you do for the least of these you do for me. Mm. And too often our mindset is let's go be Christ to these people. And we don't think about this verse in that context and think well maybe they will be Christ to us. Mm. And and you see this all the time. You see this especially especially with like short-term missions trips because first of all yeah. Short-term mission trips probably aren't doing a lot for for the people you're going to. I agree. <laughs> but the people that go on them, they come back and they are changed. Hmm. The person that experiences the most change is the person that went on the mission trip. Hmm. Why? Because they encountered Christ in these lowly people that need help. Hmm. I think that's true. Yeah. I think it's it's Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's cuz I think in a sense, was just based on the conclusion that I do disagree with both of those things, I think, but I agree with the premise of that. And I wouldn't say, like, let's go be Christ to those people or let's find Christ in them, but it's like, let's do this for Christ. I think that's where my mindset would be at. It's like, neither, I'm not Christ, they're not Christ, but I'm going to do this because that's what Christ will want me to do. So I'm doing it for for him and not, does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in a yeah. disagreeable mood, so <laughs> no, I'm going to calm it. myself down because we're running out of time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I had to throw it at the end, so, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think let's just let's summarize this, this episode of, I don't know, spend some time thinking about who God is. Spend some yeah. time thinking about how God is compassionate, how God meets us when we're at the end of our rope. Mm-hmm. And and how God directs us toward toward the helpless. Yeah, because I mean the way the the message reads is God takes the side of the helpless. Well, if mm-hmm. God does that, then so should we. Yeah, and we can't properly love God unless we do that. But as mm-hmm. we both said, is unless our attention is first on God and we allow God to direct our attention to the helpless, then we will fall short in our attempt to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So. (laughs) Cheers, dude. Dude, cheers. (laughs) I love you.
Thanks for sharing. Love you too, man. Yes, sir. We're cheersing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh, check us out on Patreon. If you like what we're doing, mm-hmm. hey, support us. And maybe we'll do better if we have money to help us. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get through college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we love we love doing this for you guys, and we hopefully you love us doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but also check us out on Instagram, Tipsy underscore Theology. <laughs> send us a like. Send us a a follow. You know, uh, comment. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you guys too. Because we love hearing That's from right. you guys. That's right. <laughs> and uh, can I do the next oh, part? please. Sweet, sweet. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Maximize Digital Media <laughs> and Annie Yuli for producing this episode and all the other ones, too. <laughs> and <laughs> we will catch you guys next time. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs>